there! This is the Evolution Sermon Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We hope that our message makes your week a bit more awesome. See you in church! So today I'm going to talk about dreaming. Say dreaming. Dreaming. Every destiny starts with a revelation from God. God is your creator. God is the one who made you. Amen. So God knows who you are. God knows where your future is headed. In fact, how do you know, right? When you first come to church, the first verse you learn is Jeremiah 29, 11, right? It says, God knows the plans He has for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a future and a hope. Sounds great, right? But how you can remember the verses that come after Jeremiah 29, 11, okay? So let me refresh your memory, is that okay? So it says, yes, you have a future and a hope. But it goes on to say, verse 12, then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. And verse 13, here's the one that I want you to take note. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Okay? So you must understand, point number one, listen, that dreams come from God. Destiny, a vision for your future, a hope for your life comes from God. So it's very important that you need to hear from God about this dream. You know, if you want to live for something greater than just being a student, if you want to live for something greater than just your O-level results, if you want to be someone bigger, better than just university, okay? If you want to have a greater destiny and be used by God, you need to hear from God what His plan, His hope, His future, His dream is for your life. So, so let me tell you about Joseph. Is that okay? Yeah. Let's start with the beginning of his life. Genesis chapter 37, verse 2 to 11. It says, we're going to do a lot of Bible reading today, okay? Yeah. But once we do this next week, it will get easier. Because you really got to know this guy's life. Yeah. So, so here it goes, okay? Verse 2. This is the account of Jacob and his family. When Jacob is his father, okay? When Joseph was 17 years old, he often tended his father's flock. So Joseph was a shepherd, okay? His family was into taking care of sheep. Is that all right? Verse 4, it goes on to say, But his brothers hated Joseph because their father loved him more than the rest of them and they couldn't say a kind word to him. One night, Joseph had a dream. And when he told his brothers about it, they hated him even more than ever. Listen to this dream, he said. We were out in a field tying up bundles of grain. And suddenly, my bundles stood up and your bundles all gathered around and bowed low before mine. (laughs) Okay, Ken, this is good. Okay, all of you more, let's get it right. I don't have to explain what farmers do, right? You know when they harvest wheat, right? They tie them into bundles and then they stand them out, right? Okay, look at this guy. So yeah, yeah. We were out of the field. And all your bundles bow down to my bundle. <laughs> well, number one, right? His brother's probably thinking, you siao ah. We don't even grow wheat or we are shepherds. Eh? Hello. <laughs> but they got angry. His brothers responded, so you think you will be our king, do you? Do you actually think you will reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dreams and the way he talked about them. 
So, it's okay to have a dream, but it's about how you talk about it, right? Verse 9, Soon Joseph had another dream. And again, he told his brothers about it. Listen, I have had another dream, he said. (laughs) The sun, the moon, and the 11 stars bowed low before me. Now, you must understand the significance of this, okay? Now, I can't tell you for sure, but most Bible scholars believe, okay, the sun, the moon, and the stars actually represent to the Israelites the Abrahamic covenant. That means when God made a a covenant with, with, with Jacob's ancestors, okay, this covenant, this special inheritance is always passed down only through the older son. So when he, the younger son, said, the sun, the moon, and 11 stars bowed down before me, he was actually challenging the birthright of the first son. So the brothers got angry. So this time he told the dream to his father as well as his brothers. But his father scolded him. What kind of dream is that? He asked. Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow to the ground before you? Okay. So let me say this. Your journey to becoming somebody that is used powerfully by God always starts with a dream. In Joseph's case, the dream came as a dream he had in the night. Right? All of us sometimes dream, right? Now, he was his shepherd, but he was a shepherd, but his dream was about grain. Why? Because God was speaking to him about what he would do in the future. So let me show you what happened in the future, okay? Genesis 42, verse 6 to 9. It says, this is when Joseph became governor, okay? Since Joseph was governor of all Egypt and in charge of selling grain to all the people, it was to him that his brothers came during famine, okay? Because the famine didn't just hit Egypt, it hit the whole region, all right? And when they arrived, they bowed before him with their faces to the ground. So his dream came to pass. Joseph recognized his brothers instantly, but he pretended to be a stranger and spoke harshly to them. Where are you from? From the land of Canaan. They replied, we have come to buy food. So the dream came to pass. Isn't that amazing? But I am sure when Joseph was 17 years old, he didn't fully understand the dream. God didn't literally say to Joseph, you know, one day you're going to be prime minister, the governor, the second in command of Egypt, you know, and, and, you're, and, and you are going to, to, to store grain and people are going to come and buy grain from you and bow down to you to ask you to sell them food. No, listen, God didn't tell him that when he was first called by God. Are you here with me? And that is what it's like when God first speaks to us when we are young about the future. We don't, we we have an inkling, but we don't really understand what the future is going to be. You know, for some of you, it may come like an idea in your head that you cannot get rid of. You know, I was 14 when I first heard from God about my dream. You know, and I didn't know God very well at all, but I went to a youth camp, a youth revival meeting, and I saw... I had this vision of a a vine of fire growing out of my head and the branches going to different nations. Now, I didn't know when I was 14 that I was going to become a pastor and one day travel and go and preach. You know, I thought, oh, maybe I will be a missionary. Maybe I will teach the gospel a little bit. But but I didn't know. Are you here with me? However, still, that dream that God put in my mind started to point me in a certain direction. It became an idea in my head that I couldn't get rid of. 
And it changed the direction of my life. Or rather, I used to have no direction when I was 14 and suddenly I had direction when I was 14. For some of you, maybe it's like that. For some of you, maybe God's dream will come to you while you are reading your Bible. Doing your quiet time. Doing your Bible reading plan. Maybe you're reading about Joseph and suddenly God speaks to you. You are like Joseph. The shepherd who became a slave but one day became a leader. I will raise you up to make a difference. I will raise you up. Or maybe one of you will hear, I will raise you up to help feed the poor. You know, or maybe it will come to you while you are praying during altar call in church. Suddenly, the Holy Spirit speaks to you about, hey, one day you are going to bring down God's presence. One day you're going to bring revival to your school. It might be an unexpected, surprising idea. But your life begins to change direction when you hear God's dream for you. You know, there are some of you here too that it won't necessarily be a supernatural experience. Maybe it will just be you're walking down the road and thinking about church one day and suddenly an idea pops into your head and it keeps coming back and it keeps coming back and it keeps coming back. For some of you, it could be while you're doing Let's Be Friends, you know, when your friends respond to you, you feel so touched and so moved and you just know in your heart this is what you want to do with your life. Are you here with me? You see, all these different situations, supernatural or not supernatural, is God speaking to you. It's you hearing from God about His dream for your life. Dreams come from God. So you need to hear from God. If you don't have a dream, you need to hear from God. Are you here with me? But point number two, listen. Once you got a dream from God, you need to respond and interpret what God says correctly. You need to respond and interpret what God says correctly. So, So let me again read to you what else was going on in Joseph's life when he first heard from God, okay? Genesis 37 verse 2. We're going to look at the same verses again, but I'm going to read to you some other verses that I missed out just now, all right? This is the account of Jacob and his family. When Joseph was 17 years old, he often tended his father's flocks. He worked for his half-brothers, the sons of his father's wife, Bilah and Zilpah. But Joseph reported to his father some of the bad things that his brothers were doing. Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other children because Joseph had been born to him in his old age. So one day... Jacob had a special gift made for Joseph, a beautiful robe. But his brothers hated Joseph because their father loved him more than the rest of them. They couldn't say a kind word to him. And then, of course, you get a story. Then one day, Joseph had a dream and he told his brothers. You see, Joseph had an ego problem. Joseph was a telltale. You ever have telltales in secondary school? Still have, uh, at that age? Sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes. <laughs> really? Alamak. Good luck to them. So, so, so listen, his father played favorites with his brothers and him. And because he was a favorite, Joseph had a really big ego and he had a really big head. So when God spoke to him and showed him these two dreams, even though they were true about his future, the neighbor say they were the truth. So it was true about his future, right? One day his brothers would bow down to him. But when he got that dream, he was thinking, look at me. 
You guys are going to bow down to me. I'm going to be awesome, <laughs> amazing. You know, he became proud and full of himself when God spoke to him. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> are you here with me? Yeah. So, so, so guess what? He landed himself in trouble. Yeah. <coughs> Genesis 37, let's go there. Verse 12. So soon after this, after these two dreams, <coughs> Joseph's brothers went to pastor their father's flocks as a champ. And when they had gone for some time, Jacob said to Joseph, Your brothers are pasturing sheep at Shepherd. Get ready and I will send you to them. Yeah. Yeah. You see the verse 18. When Joseph's brothers saw him coming, they recognized him in the distance. As they approached, they made plans to kill him. Here comes the dreamer. They said, Come on, let's kill him and throw him into one of these cisterns, which is a pit where they sometimes either put the poop and the rubbish, or we don't know, it doesn't say in the Bible, or they put water for the sheep to drink. Either way, okay? We can tell our father a wild animal has eaten him, then we'll see what becomes of his dreams. But Judah said to his brothers, this is the third son, I think, what will we gain by killing our brother? we'd have to cover up the crime. So instead of hurting him, let's sell him to those Ishmaelite traders. After all, he is our brother, our own flesh and blood. And his brothers agreed. So when the Ishmaelites who were Midianite traders came by, Joseph's brothers pulled him out of the cistern and sold him, for, sold him, sold him to them for 20 pieces of silver. And the traders took him to Egypt. So, Listen to me, getting a dream is important. But responding and interpreting the dream that God speaks to you correctly is as important. Now, when I say this, I'm not talking about guessing the future correctly. I'm talking about your heart and your attitude when God speaks to you. You see, sometimes when God speaks to us, our ego can become a really big problem. Ego can cause you to interpret things wrongly and behave badly. See, a lot of young people make this mistake. God shows them something and they interpret wrongly. God gives them a vision and they take it as a sign that they are better and more special than their friends. Listen, I love this advice that somebody gave their son. No one is more special and better than you. But you are no more special and better than anyone else. Are you here? So when God speaks to you, you need to learn to respond correctly. It's okay to dream. It's okay to imagine. In fact, the Bible teaches us you must imagine. You must have faith. You must dream big. But, don't let your ego or your insecurity take you out of God's will for you. You see, so many times I meet young people, God speaks to them something and they get carried away. In not a good way, not the way that builds their confidence, but in a bad way that builds their arrogance. I'm special, pastor. I'm right all the time. I'm the special one that God has called. To bring revival to my zone and to my school. 
You know, all my friends in Woodless Ring are also helping, but I'm the one. <laughs> are you here with me? So, so what happens is when other people rise up in church, they get angry, jealous, and insecure. Yeah. You know, or you know, sometimes I notice this, right? Young people keep changing their dream to the latest, most coolest thing they think is cool in church. So one moment they want to be a CGL, next moment they want to play guitar, next moment they want to be worship leader, next moment they want to be an ops post-production. You know, what's your dream? Every three months they change. <laughs> Why? Because God spoke to them. But they responded and interpreted wrongly. Yeah. Yeah. You see, Joseph had an ego problem. He was proud. He was full of himself. And so even though the dream was from God, he interpreted and responded wrongly. He went, I'm going to be great. All of you are going to listen to me. All of you are going to bow down to me. And God is in heaven thinking, you're missing the point. <laughs> The reason they're going to bow to you is so that you can save them and provide food for them. It's not about them bowing down to you. You see, when we EV and bring revival to our school, it's not so, wow, I'll have 10 followers following me in my CG. (laughs) It's because you're there to impact their life, to save their soul, to change them. Are you hearing me? So, So Joseph had an ego problem and that ego problem made him interpret and respond wrongly and he started behaving badly. Was already behaving very badly. He was a telltale, right? Then we got a dream while Luggy was behaving even worse. And guess what? He landed himself in the hot soup. (laughs) So when it comes to your future, listen to this very carefully. God is more interested in your attitude than your accuracy. Hearing from God is not about comparing your friend, how accurate, you know, let's see whether we interpreted God correctly uh, 10 years from now, whether it comes to pass or not. No, listen, God's not interested in your accuracy. He's interested in your attitude. Okay? So Joseph had a bad attitude. And so what happened next? You see, for God, to turn him into a leader, for God to make sure his future still can come to pass, he had to learn to respond and interpret God correctly. So this is what happened to Joseph. Long story short, he was a slave. Then, because of some misunderstanding, he got thrown into jail and became a prisoner. So while he was in prison, Genesis 40, verse 1 to 8 and 14, it says, sometime later, while he's in prison, Pharaoh's chief cupbearer and the chief baker offended their royal master. Pharaoh became angry with these two officials and he put them in the prison where Joseph was, in the palace of the captain of the guard. They remained in prison for quite some time and the captain of the guard assigned them to Joseph who looked after them. While they were in prison, Pharaoh's cupbearer and baker each had a dream one night. And each dream had its own meaning. When Joseph saw them the next morning, he noticed that they both looked upset. Why do you look so worried today? He asked them. You know, he didn't have to. He was over them, right? But he asked them anyway. And they replied, we both had dreams last night, but no one can tell, that, tell us what it means. Yeah. And this is, listen to his reply. Interpreting dreams is God's business. I prefer the NRSV translation. It says that interpretations belong to God. Wow. Joseph replied, go ahead and tell me your dreams. 
And please remember to do me a favor when things go well for you. Mention me to Pharaoh so that he might let me out of this place. So look at the change in Joseph's attitude. So look at who he was relying on to interpret dreams this time. Not his own ego, but God. He said interpretation belongs to God. And look at how he was treating these guys. He was taking care of them, looking out for them, even though they were under him. And look at how he talked about them. Please remember me. If I've done good for you, remember me when things go well for you and mention me to Pharaoh so that he might let me out of this place. You see, God put him in situations where Joseph had to learn to respond and interpret correctly. You see, if you have heard a dream for your life from God, that's awesome, that's great, I'm so happy for you. But now that God has spoken to you, you must respond correctly with humility. And you must strive to hear God some more so that the interpretation of that dream is not yours or your ego's, but God's. Say to your neighbor, say respond correctly. Respond correctly. Tell them, hear from God. You see, are there some of us here, God has spoken to you, put a dream in your heart. That's awesome. That's great. But maybe right now in your life, things are not going according to plan. Instead of rising up, you are rising down. (laughs) You know, maybe it's because God is trying to deal with your attitude. Maybe God is working on your ego. Maybe God is telling you, hey, 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 I have a plan for your life. It's awesome. It's a future with hope, with prosperity. But your ego is getting in the way of the interpretation. Hey, young person, check your ego. Hey, young man, check your attitude. Hey, young lady, hear from me and not from yourself. Amen? Dreams come from God, so you need to hear from God. But then you need to respond and interpret what God says correctly. Hmm. Number three, are you ready? Finally, listen. You need to do your part in bringing God's dream for you to pass. You need to do your part in bringing God's dream for you to pass. You see, after this incident with the baker and the cupbearer, okay? Two years later, another incident occurs in Joseph's lives. Okay? Genesis 41, verse 1 to 14. Two full years later, Pharaoh dreamed that he was standing on the bank of the Nile River. In his dream, he saw seven fat, healthy cows come out of the river and begin grazing the marsh grass. Then he saw seven more cows come up from behind them from the Nile, but these were scrawny and thin. These cows stood beside the fat cows on the riverbank. Then the scrawny, thin cows ate the seven healthy fat cows. Quite disturbing, uh, this dream. (laughs) At this point in the dream, Pharaoh woke up. But he fell asleep again and had a second dream. This time he saw seven heads of grain, plump and beautiful, growing on a single stalk. And then seven more heads of grain appeared, but these were shriveled and withered by the east wind. And these thin heads swallowed up the seven plumped, well-formed heads. Then Pharaoh woke up again and realized it was a dream. So the next morning, Pharaoh was very disturbed by the dreams. So he called for all the magicians and the wise men of Egypt. 
And when Pharaoh told them his dreams, not one of them could tell him what they meant. So note that he told them the dream, okay? But none of them could say what it meant. Finally, the king's chief cupbearer spoke up. Today I've been reminded of my failure, he told Pharaoh. Some time ago you were angry with the chief baker and me and you imprisoned us in the palace of the captain of the guard. One night, the chief baker and I each had a dream and each dream had its own meaning. There was a young Hebrew man with us in prison who was a slave of the captain of the guard. We told him our dreams and he told us what each of our dreams meant. And everything happened just as he predicted. I was restored to my position as cupbearer. The chief baker was executed and paled on a pole. Actually, the Bible is quite violent. <laughs> Should get an M18 rating, okay? <laughs> Verse 14. Pharaoh sent for Joseph at once and he was quickly brought from the prison. After he shaved and changed his clothes, he went in and stood before Pharaoh. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream last night and no one can tell me what it means. But I've heard that when you hear about a dream, you can interpret it. Verse 16, listen to the response. It is beyond my power to do this, Joseph replied. But God can tell you what it means and set you at ease. Hmm. Okay, so look at what two years in prison has done to Joseph. Not the same guy we met when he was 17. This man now standing before Pharaoh is a humble guy. He is submitted to people, submitted to God. He's giving glory to God. He has got the responding and interpreting correctly down. Amen? Now in summary, let me tell you what happens in the next part of the story, okay? In summary, firstly, Pharaoh says, okay, I'm going to put you to the test whether you're for real or not. So I'm not going to tell you my dream. You tell me what I dreamt last night. And Joseph gets it right. And then after he says, okay, now that you know what my dream is, tell me what the dream means. Okay, and listen to what happens, okay? Joseph goes up another level, okay? Verse 34. He goes on to say, Pharaoh should appoint supervisors over the land and let them collect one-fifth of all the crops during the seven good years. Have them gather all the food produced in the good years that are just ahead and bring it to the Pharaoh's storehouses. Store it away and guard it so that there will be food in the cities. That way there will be enough to eat when the seven years of famine come to the land of Egypt. Otherwise, this famine will destroy the land. Joseph's suggestions were well received by Pharaoh and his officials. So Pharaoh asked his officials, Can we find anyone else like this man who is so obviously filled with the Spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has revealed the meaning of dreams to you, clearly no one else is as intelligent or wise as you are. You will be in charge of my court, and all my people will take orders from you. Only I, sitting on my throne, will have a rank higher than yours. Okay? And that was how Joseph became prime minister. So, dreams come from God, so you need to hear from God. Then you need to interpret what God says correctly. Don't let ego and pride get the better of you. Be humble and keep on hearing from God. Be humble in the way you treat people, right? But then, listen, you need to do your part in bringing God's dream for you to pass. You need to be wise. You need to seize your opportunities. You need to take care of other people and treat them well. You need to put your imagination 
into action. So maybe God has put in your heart to be a CGL in church. Put your imagination to action. Start taking care of people now, not when you have the title of TL. Show your leaders you can be wise in how you handle your parents, how you handle your friends in school, how you handle your teachers. Prove to us that you can be trusted with people. You see, when God puts a dream in your heart, in your mind, that dream is a calling, but it's not a right. You can't go, God has called me. So Chen Si, you must make me a CGL. Nope. Not going to happen. Joseph was called, but that dream was not his right. And when he demanded it, people wanted to kill him. (laughs) He had to change his attitude and he had to prove his worth. Maybe God has put in your heart to be on the worship team. Then listen, put your imagination to action. Go and take lessons. Don't wait for SOW to come round. Don't give the excuse, no money to buy an instrument. Too lazy to spend money on, you know, Pastor, I'm very hungry all the time, you know, I've got no money to, to, to pay for lessons. Can I tell you, if you expect opportunities to be handed to you, you've got the wrong attitude. You're supposed to be proving your faithfulness so that opportunities will be given to you. Joseph proved it in jail. He waited two years for his opportunity. And when he was given a chance, he was ready to do his part. He gave Pharaoh wise advice. He treated people with respect. And so he was, he seized his opportunity and he rose up. Yes. You know, maybe some of you here, God's put in your heart to do well in school. Guess what? You are going to have to study to see that dream come to pass. Yes. Maybe God has put in your heart to be very skilled at photography or post-production in church. Well, guess what? You will have to go and learn and read and train your skills. Yes. So you have a part to play in God's dream for your life. You have to do your part in bringing that dream to pass. Dreams come from God, so you need to hear from God. Then you need to respond and interpret what God says correctly. Then you need to do your part in bringing that dream to pass. Amen? So tell the neighbor, say, if you don't have a dream, you've got to hear from God. And you're sitting next to somebody who already, already has a dream talent, then you need to respond correctly. And if you have someone who's rising down instead of rising up next to you, just turn to them and say, You need to do your part. <laughs> you need to do your part. Amen.